0: this is the new blue review with benji shulman 101.9 high fm and i want to check to see do we have alistair anderson online alistair are you with us we are how how are you benji i'm doing very well nice to have you on alistair and uh, we appreciate you bringing us uh the cultural insights of what is going on in the moment and starting off with eurovision now eurovision is notoriously sometimes actually highly political and this year uh, i think europe sort of said yep we're going to be we're going to make a political statement this year
1: yeah so so ukraine won eurovision which is really no surprise um i, I always check like the bookie's odds before you know the, the main saturday because of course there's two semi finals before it um and ukraine were the very very heavy favorites so i think it was yeah, just such a, a diplomatic statement that they're always going to make. Obviously, the person who wins Zero Vision, that country then hosts it the next year, so it has to be in Ukraine next year, even though they're at war. So I assume they're, they're thinking that this war will be over in a year's time.
0: Now, the question is, Alistair, was the song any good?
1: Not really. <laughs>
0: it's, it's, so it's like an orchestra.
1: It's quite fun, but it's it really just feels like a political song. I wouldn't say it's really a pop song. You know, there were other countries just a bit more interesting. But I must say, in terms of Eurovision, I think this is one of the weaker ones in recent times. Um, you know, last year, Maniskin won for Italy, and that's sort of like a metal band that went a bit pop, and they're actually touring now. And so, so they're one of the rare bands that have gone into a Eurovision that have actually had a career afterwards. I mean, another artist that did it is probably Lordi, and that's back in like 2004. Or ABBA. Um, yeah, ABBA back in the day. So it becomes becomes a very novelty. I mean, this year, Rasmus entered for Finland, which is disappointing for Finland because I always thought the Rasmus was an awful band. You know, England had a guy. That's yeah. I think you're not going to take too much away from this year's Eurovision aside from the political statement, um, and you know that Europe is together. You know, against Russia's invasion of Ukraine.
0: Uh, that's uh, the politics of Eurovision is sometimes almost more interesting than the actual music now i have to say there's a very interesting series going on in on, on netflix at the moment called the english game which is a little bit about the early history of the fa cup And i would encourage a lot of people to watch it if you're interested in in soccer but also if you're interested in, in sort of historical england if you like watching bridgerton or one of these kind of series it's a very interesting study of class and gender roles in in early century England. Uh, but the actual FA Cup is going on at the moment, so what's going on there? Uh, so it's, uh, the final is on Saturday.
1: Liverpool defeated Chelsea on penalties after extra time. Uh, it was 0-0. Uh, so it's the second time that Liverpool's beaten Chelsea on uh, the penalty shootout this, year, this season for a Cup. They did it in the League Cup in Feb and they've done it again on the FA Cup. The FA Cup's the oldest tournament in sport, so it's it's quite exciting that Liverpool's now gone on the eighth FA Cup. Um, and they're trying to get a treble because they'll play Real Madrid on the 28th of May in the final in Paris. Interestingly, that's supposed to be in Ukraine and it was then used. Um, however, the league itself looks like it's going to Man City unless it's a little bit of a miracle. We're going to have to see City lose on the last day and Liverpool win their last two games. Um, but yeah, I, I must say I went out to watch the FA Cup out in Linden. Um, And places were pumping on Saturday and people were getting hammered watching sports. So it seems like things are returning to normal, even if COVID's back. It seems like now we're just living with COVID in South Africa.
0: Yeah, certainly you are seeing it being all around, but it's not stopping people getting out and going. Very much anticipated Top Gun 2, Alistair, coming out. Interestingly, I've read some stuff saying that they're a little bit cautious about the Chinese. They've edited it to try and get into the Chinese market as well, which I thought was very interesting.
1: Yeah, so top gun maverick that's coming out this weekend um i mean it's sure it's back in i think it was 84 that's the original top gun came out so good basically 40 years you know it's a big project for tom cruise uh he pumped money in so it's, it's been in like development hell for a while pandemic stopped it from coming up but reviews have been very good already in the states um you, you are you will find that in certain chinese mark in china certain forms they edit, edit things after which they feel like culturally inappropriate it's a bit ironic isn't it to kind of remind you of the cultural revolution I, I don't know what in top gun maverick is a problem uh who knows maybe there's a homosexual scene who honestly knows but
0: so I'm apparently, what I read, it. Anister, was that uh, in the original, if you remember, there's like a jacket that he always wears in in Top Gun, and one of the one of the badges on the jacket was a famous American campaign in the South China Sea. And apparently, they've removed that because <laughs> they don't want to fall foul of the Chinese censors. Okay,
1: look, blockbusters action movies tend to go well in, down in China. I suppose like they do in South Africa. Uh, you know, it's not necessarily art forms, that, American art forms that always resonate there, but the, the blockbusters do. So I think it will it should do well there. As I said, the reviews have been pretty good for Top Gun. It's, it seems like the reviews for movies lately are pretty decent. You know, the Batman was really good. The new Doctor Strange is quite fun. We haven't, I mean, Morbius, that was a complete stinker from Marvel, but it seems that as blockbuster season is upon us, you know, as America gets into its summer, there's some good stuff coming out from Hollywood. Obviously, a lot of it's remakes and rehashes. But I mean, bear in mind that, you know, if, if Top Gun came out in the 80s, the sequels now come out where you could be old enough for your kids to be watching it. So it's, you know, it's a couple of generations down.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and if you watch the original, it's, it's not very woke. So I'll be interested to see how they sort of handle, um, <laughs> handle that.
1: Yeah, well, I, I think there's nothing wrong with the, the wokeness. It's just you don't want to lose the whole essence of what the film was about. You know, I mean, otherwise, why make it? So it always had to be Tom Cruise coming back. It's not like they're going to make it a female lead necessarily. Maybe there's some new characters, but it's not it's the essence of what Top Gun was, the cheesiness, the 80sness, and, and the machismo. Let's be honest. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a homoeroticism, I suppose, in Top Gun. Don't forget that scene when they're playing volleyball. So all that stuff has to come through in this. It has to feel like the 80s. And I think the, the audience that goes, even though I say there's new audiences, I still think the, the older audience is going to come back for nostalgia's sake.
0: Yeah, I agree. It'll be interesting to see how those audiences uh, react. Alistair, now, people are, are starting to get back, as you said, to events and doing things. And one of the, the things that I've been seeing is a little bit of the return to the market scene in 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 Joburg in particular. And there's something called the Prison Break Market in Janusburg. It's an unusual name for a market, don't
1: you think? So, so so when I saw that was the name of the market when I heard about it, so I just thought of that TV show I went Wentworth Miller. So it seems that this is now, it's actually in Midrand, and it was a prison there, so that's where it comes from. I, th- I feel like I maybe should um, rename it as something a bit more happy, but these places are getting popular. I went to the Field Recreation Centre Market there, and... Parkmore this weekend, um, and that was pretty well attended. Only the markets in Cape Town are getting popular again, especially on the waterfront. So, I think I think people are just trying to enjoy, especially in Joburg, perhaps the the, the good weather while we still have it. Uh, you know, before June hits us and we get a proper winter. Um, so that that's yeah, a nice thing to do on Saturday or on Sunday. Linden had their market a few weeks ago. They do that every quarter. Um, yeah. So, and, and I think what's interesting is that. You know, craft markets have kind of evolved, so what you can now buy at markets is very different from what you bought in the 90s, so there's CBD. I was
0: going to ask that, Alistair, because, you yeah. know, back in the day, you go to the Rosebank market or something like that, and it's a couple of wooden statues and some beaded artworks. Uh, and I know some very serious artists, and I'm, when I say artists, now people painting stuff, who, who got their start in some of these markets. So so what is on display, and, and what can people buy
1: So, obviously, uh, there's a lot of craft beer, alcohol, craft alcohols that people are trying to make themselves. It's um, some interesting sort of artisanal foods, you know, where they say this is completely gluten-free, or this is for vegans, or this is that, and this is going to make you, you know, live longer. And then it's things like kind of out there clothes, it's stuff you'd wear to Africa burn, Um, it's wedding dresses, it's, you know, and then I mean, I've seen people selling all kinds of olives. It's, it's, also, it's a whole assortment of things that people are now trying. And then, as I say, CBD is the big one now. You know, all these kind of, I suppose it's alternative medicines in a way, they they are making a comeback on our end products.
0: Very interesting. So, uh, that that is the focus of markets and definitely uh, worth, worth seeing. Um, as as well and then uh, just finally the tennis fans and so what what is going on in, in tennis related news?
1: So, so we just had the um, Rome masters Which uh, Novak Djokovic won and before that it was the Madrid masters, which was run by Alcaraz who called us Alcaraz He's a new a Spanish tennis player about 19 years old and he's seen as the new Nadal So the French open will be out around in about two weeks time and people are just hoping that you know all the stars play there's already a kind of politics around should, you know, Russian-linked players be allowed to play. They kind of want to ban them from Wimbledon, but the French Open hasn't got quite the same uh, ruling. But everybody wants to see, you know, Djokovic play the likes of Nadal, play the likes of the Zoukras, I think it's actually going to win the tournament and break Nadal's stranglehold on it. It seems like that vaccination issue has kind of calmed down in European sport. I guess because their vaccination rates are pretty, you know, pretty good, pretty high. Most of the sort of top 100 a to B players are vaccinated. Uh, yeah, so it's a it's an exciting time now. You know, Wimbledon and uh, French Open are always, I think, two of the most popular tournaments at least in South Africa. Yeah, so tennis is is on its way. You've got Lloyd Harris playing for South Africa. He's not as good on clay as he is on harder surfaces, but he's probably the standout. And then of course there's Cameron Norrie, who was born here, but it is the, bit, the number one player in the UK and is looking really good.
0: Very, very interesting. Alistair, if people want to see what you're writing about and and, and working on, where can they see it?
1: So I've just launched a new business uh, called The Property Flash. I'm the editor of that business, so I'm quite excited. It's going to be the most comprehensive place to get all property-related news. We're launching our website in the coming weeks. we are going to be on Instagram, on socials, and as I said, commercial, residential, alternative, kinds of property stuff will be on there with good insights. Um and I'm sure hopefully gonna work on my book soon on dating. Um how not to date. Uh, but I'll talk more about that when it's fully coming together as a project.
0: Yeah, super interesting. I uh, look forward to to hearing how not to date. Certainly during the pandemic there were lots of ways not to date. Uh, so that's great. Alistair thank you so much for joining us and we will chat to you again soon. Thank you so much,
1: Benji. Have a great week.
0: Alistair Anderson there, our regular cultural correspondent on the new Blue Review.